When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, your smart speakers, download the podcast. Good morning, guys. Morning, 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 morning. morning, morning, morning. What it do, baby? Zip, 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 zip. You got Key in from L.A., Jay back from vacation. They were where it's balmy and warm, but I'm in this mode. No one told you to be here. The Nets got it. Well, actually, this well. is where the studio is. The, <laughs> well, no, on the weekends, you don't have to be in the cold. I, you know what? It's too much travel. for. Like, I'm off on Friday after 3 o'clock, right? I do three shows on Friday. Then I'm back here at, you know, 5-something in the morning on, on Monday. It's not enough time to go anywhere. You got to take a day off. You got to make time. Yeah. So the Nets get a huge win over the weekend in Milwaukee with Kyrie Irving, road court advantage. Sixers are 2-0 and with James Harden. We're going to get to all of that in 10 minutes with Tim Legler. But we saw what the Nets got from Kyrie on Saturday night. Dropped 38 in a win over the defending champs. Will the Nets have Kyrie at home moving forward is the question. New York City's COVID numbers continue to go down. So long as... Our indicator, our indicators show a low level of risk, and we see no surprises this week. Well, on Monday, March 7th, New York City Mayor Eric Adams will also remove the vaccination requirements, meaning indoor dining, fitness, and entertainment venues. Uh, I don't know why, but despite this announcement from the mayor, a city official told WABC-TV, that Irving would still not be able to play at Barclays on March 7th as the city's vaccine mandates for workers remains in effect. This was confirmed by Fabian Levy, press secretary for Mayor Adams, who tweeted, it's not that, it's not that hard, everyone in New York City go get vaccinated and we go back to normal life. So, Jay, I'll start so with wait, you. Max, Your I'm, reaction. I'm confused, yeah. and please translate for me because yeah. I have a lot of questions here. Yeah. So I own a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Do all my employees need to be vaccinated when things open up March 7th? Yep. Okay. But anybody who's unvaccinated can come in. Yep. Your employees have to be vaccinated. Okay. But others can come in without vaccination. That's right. I don't understand lifting a vaccine mandate at all. I understand a mask mandate. But to me, like when I was a kid. Regardless of whether you want to, people understand that or not, I'm just trying to clarify the rule. I don't want to go down that that path. I'm just trying to understand. So it's an important path. I I, I hear, I hear how you, yeah, it's an important path, but I just want to stay on topic for what this path conversation is going towards the Barclays center. So you can come in being unvaccinated and you could be there courtside sitting unvaccinated, Mm -hmm. but if you're a player, you have to be, you can't play in a private sector because you're not vaccinated. Correct. Correct. Because if you're an employee, you have to be vaccinated private sector or not employee is the key and Kyrie is an employee of a private sector within Barclays Center. Well, why isn't that up to the private sector? I think the idea why isn't is up to that private I, th- I think the idea is this. If the numbers are going down, what I was going to say before is when I was a kid, if you wanted to go to school, 
like public school, you had to have your measles, mumps, rubella vaccination. Like you had to go. You couldn't go to public school, right? Okay. They just told me to get a shot. I I think the idea here is, Jay, I believe the intention here is that if the numbers continue to go down, then you don't want to infringe on personal liberty in terms of like you can't go live your life without the vaccination. You can go. However, things like you want to go to work, yeah, you still need to get vaccinated if you want to go to work in New York City. That's the idea. In other words, it's in fact a lifting of restrictions against personal liberty because there's not as much of an imminent threat, but that's your, in your personal life, you do whatever you want. But if you want to go to work, your place of business, you know, it's an easing of restrictions. But I, I, I do feel if numbers continue to decline, and once again, I will openly state that I am... I've gotten double vaccinated. I've had my booster. I am for people doing that. But I'm also for people making the right decision for them themselves. So So the right decision for themselves to get vaccinated. uh, Max, I don't want to go down this path with you. But we're going to disagree. We're going to disagree on that then. You think scientifically speaking? I'm not not, not saying it's not the right thing to do. I'm saying people are entitled to their own personal view on the matter. Yes. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. But this is what's important about the rule. But what's happening, though, what I'm saying, though, on this is that so now and you can read it right here. This is from December 27th. New York City's sweeping mandate requiring nearly all private sector businesses to ban unvaccinated employees from the workplace took effect, took effect Monday amid a spike in COVID infections, leading some employers grappling with thorny personal decisions. So, like, I just feel like that should be up to that private sector entity to determine whether they want to do that or not. Why is that a sweeping regulation for all private sectors? Because that was put into place by your old mayor, if I'm correct. Correct. De de Blasio. De Blasio. It was put in effect by him prior to him, prior to him not being the mayor moving forward. And so I guess the new mayor has to get it overturned or it's going to still be in effect. So this is step one of reversing it. But let me just say, People are, and this is the problem I heard with Kyrie too, I know my body. You may know your body. Whatever knowledge you think you have has nothing to do with a pathogen or, a, or an inoculation. Or There's no way to know that. Like you either do you study it or you don't, right? You don't know it intrinsically. I just have a feeling that this won't be good for me. So essentially the, the short answer to why the mandate went into effect is because we were in the middle of a pandemic and there are so many people susceptible to low-quality information that weren't getting a vaccine, which was clearly like the thing to do, scientifically speaking, but, but, that they had to put a rule in effect in order to get out of the pandemic. But here's what I'm going to say, just so that you know, and I, and I kind of side with both of you guys. I mean, I, I'm vaccinated, and I think everybody should be vaccinated. But your choice is your choice. No doubt. There are people that work in private sectors, doctors, that are not vaccinated. There are doctors that they do are not vaccinated. Yes, they do exist. I know for a fact yeah. that there are doctors yeah. that work in hospitals. And they do very it. smart They're not like very not, not smart, smart in this respect. Okay. I'm just saying. That's yeah. your opinion. That, but they no, are, it's a scientific they fact. Are science, no, it's a fact. No, Jay. they yeah. are scientists. They are doctors who, who are in the science world that are not vaccinated. Right. But that's their choice. Sure. But they're in the private sector. I understand what you said, Jay. Let the Brooklyn Nets make that decision for their employees. Let them make that decision. Same way here at ESPN, we would for our employees. Well, that was the reason, the short answer as to why these restrictions are now being eased. I think you're looking at it the wrong way, Jay. You're thinking, like, why is this still there? The fact is they're taking a step toward what you are looking for, 
which is personal choice, right? Like you're look, you're saying, why is this still? Well, it was you, we're not starting from zero. Like there weren't mandates. There were mandates mm-hmm. put in effect. The reason there were mandates put in effect is because scientifically speaking, if there's a vaccine, you get the vaccine and it helps get out of the pandemic. Yes, that is so true. many people were susceptible to this low quality information. Don't take the vaccine. It's bad for, that they weren't getting vaccinated. But I just said to you, there are but, people that have this information yeah. like doctors. They exist. They're not, they're not because getting key, low quality. Let me tell you doctors. why. Key, let me tell you why. Because there's no such thing as unanimity. Even if it's 90 something percent, you will always find examples to the contrary. I'm and just I, saying I, I, when we talk about science and doctors, there's doctors that are not vaccinated. I'm just saying it that still makes it, it makes it still doesn't make sense. So like, you can I, go I have to a restaurant. Game, you, you, you I have a restaurant. Play. You can come into my restaurant, and all my employees have to be vaccinated. But yet you can then infect other people at my restaurant. Like what, I, that doesn't make sense. That's it's it's not. It doesn't register to me. People at that all. are unvaccinated can come into the restaurant, sit down with no mask, no nothing on, and. Your employees who are vaccinated are still serving unvaccinated people. Because, the, because again, and then we'll get it back to basketball. You're, I think, I believe that you're looking at it from the point of view is there are some things that don't make sense here. So why have the restriction in place at all? I think the idea of the restriction is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. So if you do business in New York and you want to go to work, you got to be vaccinated. You can't force people to do it, but you can, you can incentivize it. Jay, is it... Is, Kyrie dropped 38 last time out, right? Yeah. Is it better for the Nets if he stays fresh like that with his legs? Because it seemed like to me he's balling even though he's missing time. Man, he, he's always going to ball, Key. Like, it, that's who that dude is. Like, it, the question is, can they be at full health considering right now their position in the Easter Conference? So, with KD coming back, we'll see when Ben Simmons decides to make his appearance. If Kyrie were allowed to play – all games, which he should be if the mandate is being retracted on March 7th for the public sector as opposed to the private sector. It just makes no damn sense. I don't care what nobody damn says. Um, they, they should be one of the favorites to win it in the East. But does it really matter where they're seated? Does it matter, though? If, they're, if they are the top I, well, if duel, Kyrie, So if Kyrie can't play all games, you'd rather them be not in the top four seed, which, because that means they would have – they're played the majority of their games on the road with Kyrie as opposed to playing the majority of the games on the road if the game if the series were to go to seven game series, right? So if at they're home. top four, they get more games at home. At home, yes. If they bottom four, they get more games on the road. Yes. So to be safe, why not just stay at the bottom four? Because if the vaccine mandate is, well, I see what you're saying. Because if whether or not it's lifted, he'd be able to. You Wait, lose nothing by you, being in the bottom. Because I got the top. Well, dudes the, the, on the only the thing court. you do lose is one game of home court. You do, but that you don't. I mean, what's home court when you got KD and Kyrie? I agree. And that that's my whole point. I agree. Like, and that's you, my have, whole you point. have Kyrie. If a game yeah. goes to seven seven game series, the majority four out of the seven games you have Kyrie. You much rather have that, if, right? If, or if, or, if or like in other words, games anyway. You probably no matter if you're at home on the road, you're probably still gonna be favored. And guess what? That game seven will be on the on the road. So it means Kyrie will be playing. Yeah, so like in other words, risk right, reward. Exactly. What you're risking if you make sure you stay in the bottom four, what you're risking is one extra home game. In the event that the ma- that the mandates are lifted and he can play in all games, you've just given up a home game. Guys, what I said you're this like getting a month and a half ago. I wasn't want to say, hey, but look, also, right. be in the bottom four. You know, but like, what you're getting is outweighs that. I agree. Because yeah, what you're like getting you is said, you make sure yeah, he and, plays as many games as possible. And he's fresh. And he's fresh to me. I can't help it, Key. So you can sit behind me and sneeze <laughs> on my neck. 
And you allowed in the building, but this dude ain't allowed to play. That's the dumbest rule I've ever I, heard. Jay, do you want, do you want on, more man. or fewer That's people got, vaccinated? Boy, all damn day with this. But, but hold on. Just, oh, just, because I just believe it's very simple and you're just looking at it from a certain point of view. Here's the, the reason the rule is in effect. Forget about the apparent contradictions or hypocrisy, right? They want so as you many recognize people, that, right? They you, want, you openly it state doesn't that. make. Can you it, just openly state does, that you recognize I openly, it? I openly state that if you look at it in a vacuum, it doesn't make sense. What if you're trying to stop the spread? Why have people able to come in the arena and breathe on people? Right, but you're looking at it from the from the opposite point of view. I believe if you want as many people vaccinated, take it from that point of view. Man, you incentivize employees to get vaccinated. It doesn't mean that you can force it, people to do it. it. So you're saying play, if you can't force everyone to do it, don't do anything. But players can come into the Barclays Center and be unvaccinated and play. So, in other words, if you can't get everyone to be vaccinated, don't do anything about it. I, I didn't say that, but I'm saying That's that the number, logic. You, you know that 98 percent of the league is vaccinated, right? You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're, we're quibbling about the two percent here. And that's making the world of a difference. That's what you're trying to tell me. That 2%, they're really messing it up. No, I'm not up. telling you that. It's, a, ah, it's, on, it's where law intersects with rules of, of sports. Like you're sports the first exist. one to tell me that I, laws I am, exist. It I, doesn't mean they're always right, I am Max. a person no. that believes that everybody should it follow right the rules. Yeah. I am one that believe everybody should follow the rules. Now, All right. Kyrie is looking to win a championship, and so are the Brooklyn Nets. They need to figure it out. <laughs> Key is just trying to talk about some sports here. Because this is Key, not a science show. Key mentioned Kyrie going for 38 against the Bucks on Saturday night. That's part of the Monday morning roundup, and it's brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Tim Legler was on the call right here on ESPN Radio. Tim, what do you think of Key's point that it might be better for the Nets to be in the bottom four of the East to have Kyrie for an extra game? Tim Legler, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been saying that all along. It's just an interesting dynamic that you bring to the mix. You know, if you're, if you're a team that's playing the Nets, you know, think about would you rather have to, you know, get this guy on the road four times? You know, if you're the home, if, you're the, if you have the home court advantage in that series, that means you're going to get Kyrie potentially four times if it goes seven games. And if you, if you go into their place as a road team, you only have to get them three at most. So, it's it's just it's interesting, um, you know, dynamic that I can't believe we're even talking about this sort of strategy that can come with this. But the bottom line is this: I think if you start thinking about things like that as an opposing team, you're already in trouble. You know, I remember years ago when Dallas was the number one seed in the Western Conference, and we were talking about the Warriors at eight being a bad matchup, like two weeks before the playoffs started. And I'm saying. If you're the number one seed and you're worried about an eight-seed matchup, you're already cooked, and sure enough, Golden State ended up beating them in that series. So I think you don't worry about it. You let the chips fall where they may, and you get the Nets um, however you're going to get them, and you got to worry about bigger things in terms of defending them, particularly when Kyrie is as good as he was Saturday. He was absolutely electrifying. He reminded everyone how elite this talent level is that, that Kyrie Irving possesses. Legs, what is what is your interpretation of what's going on with Ben Simmons? So I know that they played the 76ers on March 10th. Do you think we'll see Ben Simmons in the Nets uniform by then? Well, they're talking about his conditioning, Jay Will, and uh, I think for me, I have a feeling, I just have a weird feeling, he's going to reach peak conditioning around March 11th. Does that make sense to you? Mm. Like the day after that game, I think he's going to get He's going to be completely 100%. in touch with his body. His biorhythms will never be higher. Right around 
Well, I might even take it as far as March 10th, around 10.30 p.m. He is going to feel amazing. Um, I have said from the beginning, I do not think he is going to play in that game. Uh, and you can tell by the talk around the Nets. The more they talk about it, the more they sort of like they're extending the window just enough to get him past that game. And now if I'm the Nets, and certainly if I'm Ben Simmons and I'm anybody in his camp, I'm saying, listen, get it over with. Now, it's, it's never going to die down the rest of his career. He's going to get it when he goes back there. Philadelphia fans just will never forget what went down. They're just on a different level, I think, than anybody else in the league with regard to that. But it's obviously going to be worse right away. Get it out of the way in the regular season rather than making your first appearance potentially be in a playoff series. But I think Ben Simmons is thinking, hey, listen, if I don't play March 10th, I mean, a lot's going to have to fall into place for us mm-hmm. to get them at some point in the postseason. Maybe I don't see them at all till next year. And I th- really think that Ben Simmons, that's where his psyche is. Because for him and what he has exhibited, to have the intestinal fortitude to go into that building on March 10th would really shock me. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst and former NBA player, joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Legs, who's, at, who's better at full strength, the Nets or the Sixers after this trade? Man, that's a, it's, it's a tight call. I know everybody right now is falling in love with what they've seen out of Philly uh, for two games. And I would probably still say Philadelphia, for me, is, is probably the team to beat because you're talking about the, the most potent offensive combination in the league because they completely overwhelm you physically. You take a look at what happened yesterday. How are you beating a team when you give up 44 free throws and 27 to one player? You're not winning games like that. And he's not going to shoot 27 free throws every night. But the combination of the two of them, the way they can control the game and the way that they can pound you on that end of the floor, and, and they, they, they put guys on the bench in foul trouble. They're in the bonus so early in every single quarter. And they can both beat you on every platform. They can beat you in the paint. They can beat you from deep. They can beat you at the line. They can beat you as playmakers. So now you just plug in enough around them. And I've been glad to see Maxie has not been affected by this, and, and that's great. He is just a basketball player, he's proven to be, because the balls are taken out of his hands to a large extent, and he's just become a scorer, has not been affected so far. Tobias Harris is struggling right now. He's now the fourth option, basically, and you could tell he is not in rhythm, and they're going to need him to make some shots. Um, if they get enough three-point shooting amongst their role players, I still think that team has the highest ceiling. I would probably lean toward the Sixers, but it's not as clear-cut as some people would think. Once you get KD back, he's going to remind you of that. Ben will be out there. He can help. He adds a lot of value defensively with playmaking and pace. You got Kyrie. You saw what he did um, on Saturday. And uh, adding Drummond and Curry, actually, you know, you think about they added, added basically three starters in that trade. So the Nets are right there, but I think the combination of Harden and Embiid and what they do to you defensively, that's the highest ceiling, although they both have a lot to prove in the postseason because they've had some bad moments in the postseason when they needed to be better. Doc Rivers as well. They've got more to prove on that side. You know, KD and Kyrie, they've done that on their side. Steve Nash as well. I mean, not win a championship, but I think those guys you could count on a little bit more maybe than some of the playoff problems that those three guys have had in Philadelphia. They've got to overcome that, but the talent level's there. Legs, we keep going back and forth about the – is it better for the Nets to have Kyrie on the road? Is it better for the Nets to play at home? Da, 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 da. Can we talk about whether or not we could just get into the playoffs as Lakers? How concerned are you about the state of the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James? Yeah, concerned because 
Look, the pieces have been a problem all year. The fit with Westbrook, they, and that's something you can overcome a little bit better if you get more time together. They haven't had a lot of that. AD's been out. You get him back, you know, he reminds you what he's capable of on both ends of the floor. You still have LeBron James. You think, well, okay. It's just a matter of getting a sustained run with those players. But there's something else about this team that I don't like, and you saw it really surface last night. They they just do not face adversity in the course of the game well at all. They 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 their body language changes, they their finger pointing changes, they look like their chemistry is not there, they don't have collective will to fight through bad stretches of games. And when you look at the top of the West, and it's not just the top couple of teams, look at you know what Memphis has done this year, in addition to Phoenix Golden State, look at how well Dallas is playing. Look at Denver. How do you really expect the Lakers to be a, to be a team that you think can go win a seven-game series based on what we have seen so far this year? You saw it last year, Anthony Davis missed a large stretch. They thought, okay, we get him back, we'll be cool, we can roll through the West as a seven seed. They didn't make it out of the first round. These teams are too good. They're, they play too well together. Um, they've got too much shooting. They've got too much star leadership. The Lakers are an absolute mess. Now, look, they'll, they'll be in the play-in, and I think they possibly could even escape the play-in. You're talking about Minnesota, the Clippers, and New Orleans right now are the teams you're dealing with in the play-in situation. Lakers have LeBron James and Anthony Davis healthy. I, I think they're going to get through that. But to think then they're going to go beat a healthy Phoenix team, assuming they, assuming they get Chris Paul back healthy, beat a Warriors team that's just going to continue to get better with, with adding, you know, Clay Thompson, fully healthy under, with all his rhythm back, getting a Wiseman back into the mix. Kaminga gets better every night. They're not going to be able to beat those teams. And they certainly haven't shown you that they have the will to get through adversity, even if a series turns on them and they're down 2-0. They seem like a team that's going to be thinking about summer plans. So they have shown nothing this year to make you think that they're a legitimate team that is relevant in the West with as good as the top of that conference is. Tim Legler, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Legs. All right, Legs. You got it. All, All right. right. Take care, guys. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. So, does the Browns' best player, the Cleveland Browns' best player, actually believe in the guy who's supposed to be their most important player? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Get them into the playoffs. Uh, you know, be that pedestrian kind of managing of the quarterback position. And then he stays. But they're not going to pay him long term big money. He'll get a con- extension contract. It just won't be crazy. Anything short of that, he's not going to get the public to buy in on him. And he's definitely not going to get the people in the front end, uh, front office to buy into him being the quarterback past 2022. I think Baker is under the most pressure of anybody in the league. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Key, Miles Garrett says he's standing by Baker Mayfield, kind of. So what do you make of this? When asked by TMZ, do you believe in Baker Mayfield? Miles Garrett said, yes, unequivocally, I support. No, he didn't say that, Key. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say, write it down, underline it. I believe in Baker Mayfield. What Miles Garrett said, Key, is I believe in the Browns. Now, you've been on teams that clearly don't believe in the quarterback, or let's put it this way, from outside, I'd look and think, man, they can't believe in that dude. Is that the case, and what's that like? Well, he said he believed in the Browns, so you include Baker Mayfield in with the Browns. But if there was something better, he'd believe in that too. He'll believe in Baker Mayfield until such due time that the Browns don't believe in Baker Mayfield anymore. So what you do as a teammate is what you do is you worry about yourself and try to do what you can do to help the team win until such due time that you realize that ain't working at the quarterback spot. And coaches and people around can tell based on body language. You don't have to say it. They know based on body language, whether you're on the defense or the offensive side, that that dude underneath the center isn't taking us anywhere and they can look at a guy like Miles Garrett and say, well, he's not very happy with that because he just sat down after taking the offense three and out, and he's off the bench again because Baker Mayfield just threw a pick. He, but how do you thread that needle key in terms of, on the one hand, I take what you just said to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong, like I believe in the Browns, and therefore anyone on the Browns, you're my teammate. I got no choice. Yeah. I got to believe in you, yeah. right? So you make yourself do that. Yes. But at the same time, you hear players all the time be like, man, that dude's sorry. But he, but that's asked in a public setting, not in a private setting. Mm-hmm. If it's a private setting and you ask me, I'm like, man, that dude can't play. They right. got him out there because his uncle used to coach with the dude and da-da-da-da. But how do you – what I'm saying is when you're on the field and they snap the ball – how do you go from your brain rationally understanding? Because I feel like because you're hoping play- and you're praying uh-huh. that what you're saying isn't right. Just take a I mean, leap that of is, faith. It, it, that is right. Yeah, you're taking a leap of faith until such due time that you can't. You hope you're wrong. I, I've yeah. been in situations where the quarterbacks were not very good, and I didn't need to say anything because the coaches could see me in my body language, in my frustration. And I can see in my living room your quarterbacks, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they can already tell. They like. Yeah, it's probably a good thing that we get rid of this dude because if we don't get rid of him, Keyshawn's going to strangle him. But So what this means, though, is that if you're already up to that and you're Miles Garrett, who is a stone-cold baller, right, 
and already you have to answer that about Baker. Also, key. Let me tell you something. Well, the question is about Baker's out there though. The, the, but but that's not really taking care of Baker. You if can't take care Garrett, of him. I'm not getting ready to tell you. I'm not getting ready to endorse a bum. Is he a bum though? Okay, isn't he good enough bum, that you bum can fake might the be, funk? Bum might be harsh. Yeah. I'm not getting ready to endorse a guy that I don't 100% believe in. But can't, like, let's put it this way. This is what I'm saying. Isn't Baker good enough where if you squint and you're Miles Garrett and you're on his team and you'd like to dead any, you know, germ yeah, but I gotta spreading? I got to do too much. You can't just say, yeah, Baker's good. You know, like he was hurt no. last year. I can't do that. Or I believe because in. Because I'm endorsing him. And if I'm endorsing him and it goes south, now what? What about, I, look, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. I believe in him just like he believes in me. Something like, in other words. No, that's the same thing, Max. You can't, but Baker's not, look, Baker is a solid why are we quarterback this conversation? to me. Is he not to you? But why are we having this conversation? Because he ain't that good. Because people don't believe <laughs> he he's good, good enough. Yeah, right. And so if I'm approaching you and I'm asking you about this individual and I'm not endorsing him, that should tell you that I don't believe in him. Because if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. Man, he, he can go. Or I'm going to say, we'll see. See, that to me, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can also hit us up on the Twitter feed, at KeyJMX, 888-SAY-ESPN. Hey, but to me, you're... what we're really talking about now is because we're trying to hit a moving target. How are opinions about a guy? Where do we, what do we think of him now? What about now? It just sounds like what you're really asking is, can you win a Super Bowl with this dude? And what Miles Garrett's really saying it's is, hard. I don't think so. It's hard. Yeah. It's not that they can't. It makes Miles Garrett's job harder. harder. Yeah. That's all. It just makes it harder. How many sacks you had today, Miles? Three. You yeah. need to get five. Yeah, it just it it makes look, dude, I played on a team with the dominant one of the most dominant, I would call one of the, arguably one of the top five defenses in NFL history. Yeah. With all the Hall of Famers that was on our defense. For sure. Our offense as a whole, we made it hard for Simeon Rice and Derrick Brooks and Warren Sapp and those guys. We made it hard because our offense was just ugh. Yeah. It was it wasn't the players on the offense, it was the philosophy in which they believed in the offense. They didn't believe in certain people on the offense, so therefore things were scaled back. It wasn't that we couldn't win with that quarterback, it's just that they didn't believe it. O two Bucks defense boy. Whew, whew. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield, you know, he's up against it. Dylan in Fort Bragg. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, how you doing, uh, guys? So I- I'm going to kind of throw you under the bus, Max. Mm. So I remember last year you were saying that Baker was in the, in the position of franchise quarterback. And, you know, being a Browns fan, you know, that as I am, you know, I'm looking at the situation for the Browns and, you know, maybe grabbing a guy like Bailey Zappi or Carson Strong in the draft – and, you know, developing that, that Baker and, and getting him to compete, you know, having him fight for that, that contract. Well, uh, hold on. How are you throwing me under the bus? I never thought Baker should get a huge contract. I never argued that. In fact, I argued the opposite. Wasn't on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was arguing he should be in the mid-20s somewhere. To, to, and then, it's a, then, it, then, yeah, I roll with Baker. Yeah, he was trying to take money from Baker. That's what you were. I hate, I hate doing it, but. So this just in? Is that what you're doing? Oh, you're playing both sides. Hard no, cat. he said last year. So nice oh, of Jay. Unless last he year, meant, yeah. And when he said last year. So nice year, of Jay to chime in. Unless he mean 2021, like uh, not this, like what? Meaning like when you came on in uh, the summer. Maybe uh, that's what he means. 
Or whatever he means. I, all I know is I, mean, I think I think, I think Baker is better than most people think. But I, I but let me put it this way: I would keep Baker if it was twenty five a year. If you start talking over thirty a year, you talk about someone else because I was backup quarterback money now. Well, that's a year. that's what I'm talking about. If that's what I would do if yeah. I was a GM of a team and I, and and Baker was my quarterback. You got the whole job of a GM properly priced he, commodities. He would be in the top second half of. He'd be seven, eight, nine, ten on the pay scale. <sighs> nope. Damn. I move on for that. Mm-hmm. Now Baker will be fine. Keyshawn J. Willem. I mean, you know, I'm not worried about his. I can't wait until Baker see you in the streets. Keyshawn J. Willem Max. <laughs> I know it's the this. This is the worst part of the job when you got to tell the truth about someone and somehow you're like saying they should get less money. I hate that. Keyshawn J. Willem Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, offering coverage options as unique as your business. Progressive covers companies of many sizes and specialties. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Long-term consequences of short-term behavior. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. What is happening with MLB and the players? It's this horrendous game of chicken, and they're both about ready to drive off the ledge. You might win this negotiation, but big picture, you're going to lose. A deal isn't likely to happen, which means neither is opening day. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. So, the uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association remain far apart on a new uh, CBA. The deadline looms because baseball... Major League Baseball said that after they met for six hours on Sunday, guys, that if they don't have a new CBA by the end of negotiations today, and all the reporting's been, it's been incremental and nothing's happening, and they got to work everything out today, then you're going to cancel opening day along with a week's worth of games. That's like the first deadline. Here's MLB reporter, ESPN's MLB reporter, Jesse Rogers, with the latest from Jupiter, Florida, on where the two sides are meeting. Excuse me, let's go to the buster-only sound on the chance of a deal getting done today. Today, I, I think it's zero. They just have too much ground to cover today. Now, it is possible that the owners, again, because they're in a position uh, where they have the greater financial uh, might, if they were to come into the room today and say, you know what, guys? We're going to make a major move forward. Then you could start the talks, and in good faith, knowing that that uh, you know that progress is being made, you could conceivably you know get a deal done the next couple of days. Hopefully, they do. 
uh, because it would be a shame to to lose games and to watch them push baseball back some. I'm a baseball fan, and, and I'm a Dodger fan, obviously, and, and I want to see baseball start on time. But if they don't, for whatever reason, get this thing taken care of, and I guess the deadline is today, but what time, right? Is it a 5 o'clock deadline? Yeah. Is it a 11.59 p.m.? Yeah. I mean, like, when, when is it over with? And you would think that the pressure points are – Right now, to get something done, but they're probably not going to because if they're so far off, they're not going to all of a sudden in the next 10 hours decide, okay, we, we come to some agreements. Part of the problem with that is, as we talked about earlier, they're going to suffer long-term from the decisions that they're making right now from a fan's perspective, not from a national perspective, but more regional. Because the fans are a regional, baseball is a regional sport. I mean, the Yankees, the Dodgers are kind of the national teams. People follow them either coast, whatever. But in between, you got those other teams, Jay and Max. Now, how will they recover from that? We saw it, I believe it was in 2016, the last time this sort of stuff happened, if, I'm, if my mind serves well, me correctly. Well, when they actually missed games? Yeah, well, no, they, that, they, was, that was two years ago. They worked it the out, pandemic. right. 2020, 2020, it was a 60-game season. And, Jay, so much of baseball is – and I'm a baseball fan, too. I'm a big baseball fan – but we never talk about it on the air because you're right. It's regional. It's not national. I don't care what – I care about the San Diego Chargers. Or sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers now. I don't care about the San Diego Padres, really, I'm, as a Yankees fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, so, so it's a super regional sport. But 20 – so much of baseball is comparing numbers and seasons. And when you start getting 60 games – okay, that's a pandemic. But if they yeah, start missing games now, baseball can't afford Can this you guys right now. You guys are both baseball fans. Like I, I, I've gotten bigger into baseball as I've gotten older. Um but if the season doesn't start on time, are you guys going to miss it? Yeah, I will. I, I like the opening day. Open, okay, opening day. But after opening day, Max, will you miss it? I will, like, yeah. All right, because think about the sports calendar. So opening day, then you start getting into March Madness. March Madness kind of takes over. I don't care about that till Sweet 16. Okay, but still, it's March Madness. A lot of people yeah. will start talking about that more. So, I mean, will you, will, will you be talking about Major League Baseball, like regular because, season games? Because we're baseball fans – we will about the Yankees and Max, right. me and the Dodgers. That's like, it. I'm, I, I want to see where Clayton Kershaw's going. Right. That's like, the where, thing about where, baseball. What, what's going to happen to Clayton? Key is a Dodgers fan, so mm-hmm. what's and I'm a Yankees fan. So what's going to happen once baseball starts up is the Yankees will be on in my house in some room of the house like wallpaper. Okay, you know what I mean. Now it's not like other sports. You're right, Jay. In the with you the pay tournament to your one team, not You're only a- one team, but you don't pay attention to every inning because it's just too much. Too many, so so you have it on, and it's kind of on all so the time. So it's white noise. It's white noise to a degree. That, that's what you're comparing it to, a little bit. You check in with it here and there, but it's white noise. That's one, what. I, that's my point, a little bit to a degree, right? It's it's like comfort food. Yeah, it is. It's comfort food. Okay. Yeah, it's at, early in the season because nothing's at stake early in the season. It's comfort food, but it is Jay. It is comforting. Like it feels good. It's like when you eat comfort food. There's a reason they call oh, it that. You feel good when your team, when your baseball team is playing. It feels good. Feels yeah. good. You have to listen yeah, to every I'm, I'm, feels I'm, good. I'm going to watch the Dodgers play Milwaukee. I'm not watching Milwaukee play the Padres. I don't right. care. Right. Mm. Same. I don't. The Yankees Reds. play the Dodgers. Great. Right. If the Yankees play the Red Sox, great. I'm a Dodger fan, but I'm watching that. Yep. You know, I'm not watching the Yankees. Uh, I mean, I'm not watching like the Rays play the Astros. I don't right. care. Maybe I might check out. Like if there's some hot rivalry or if, if it's the Cubs and Cardinals, maybe it's traditional. I'm not going to watch the whole game, but I'll check in on it. Hey, what's going on? But, but it's, it is your – when you have a team, 
you ride with that team. And what happens if this gets pushed off and it doesn't start on time and they miss games, now, even though it's background noise, you are going to distance yourself from it, and it's hard to get that fan base back, so to speak. Is now it, they're think, moving I on. I don't think to, so. Now they're going to move on to everything else. No, it, it's, it's a fact. It's, it's shown in history when these things have happened in Major League Baseball, it's been a struggle to get it back because it's not play, they're not it's not like the NBA and the NFL quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There's no face of Major League Baseball. Like we want it to be a face of Major League Baseball, but the face is regional. Like <laughs> but Mike Trout about, plays in Anaheim. <laughs> and that's See, it. I think you guys are talking about traditional fans that have been around teams for a long time. And I I, I frankly think Regardless of when the season comes back, you guys will come back to watch your teams. I think it hurts with the growth of the sport of the fan base because you look at what Gen Zs are paying attention to. I'm not sure it's the same kind of. This is what I, I would I'm say, Jay. I agree. Much. I agree. This is what I would say. When baseball went away in '94, no World Series, and then '95 it was a truncated season too. Yeah. People forget they missed a couple of weeks in the beginning. It took, and we were. It was a not, not more naive time. People didn't understand the impact of PEDs, but it took an incredible amount of PEDs in the sport. And all the home run records started breaking. And then it became, you're right about what you're saying about growth, but back then it used to lead shows on ESPN all the time. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, later on Barry Bonds would lead shows all the time. It's going to be harder to pull something like that off. People are hip to the game, the PED game now, right? Like, so what is baseball going to be able to come up with that attracts the fans back? Uh, you mean market their own individual players? Good I point. Mean, is, is that is that? I mean, is that a shocking thing to say? Well, they do market their. Oh, you yeah, mean not, the, you mean you mean the actual league itself, not the not the, the organization. Yeah, but the league itself, for whatever reason, they've just done a poor job at doing it. When, like you said, you got. A guy like Bryce Harper, great hair, looks great, but if I ask somebody walking down the street, hey, what does Bryce Harper play? They tell you Washington Steel. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't know that he's in Philadelphia because of the way that they market these things. Or Trout, the best player in baseball. Is he really? Or is it Mookie Betts? You know, it just depends on. If How Mike, if Mike Trout would have been drafted by the Yankees, baseball would be oh. better off. If the, Do- the Dodgers got Mookie Betts, it's better for baseball. You want, in baseball, temporarily at least, the biggest, most transcendent stars in the biggest markets to get this thing going. But then, you would you know, the small-town markets are going to be like, hold on a second. Think about it. When the big unit got to the Yankees, he was pretty much at the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, he became like a legendary Yankee-type star for a short period of time. Even look at Jacob DeGrom. I mean, look at our whole media poll that we took this past season, right? Him being one of the most, like, well-known players in the whole sport. Yeah. Like, eh. DeGrom, DeGrom was incredible Cooking when he people. was healthy. But the Mets also don't do enough winning. All right. Well, baseball. I'm just, you ever watched the odd couple back in the day? Yeah. Oscar, Oscar. Baseball, <laughs> baseball, baseball. Some news from the football field. There you go. Now people's ears perk up. Football involving a top 10 pick in baseball who's changed the complexion of his organization and now wants to get paid. That's next. Coming right up. Who could I be talking about? Ooh, tell me. I'll tell you coming right up. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.